Week 17, tough calls and some news and notes right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to the show. It's Adam and Dave here on a Tuesday night for us, a Wednesday morning for those of you listening. Thanks so much for being a part of the Fantasy Football Today in 5 family. A lot of alliteration there. All right, Dave, we're going to talk about some tough calls. First, the news, you know, Carson Wentz on the COVID list, not vaccinated. A week ago, we would have said, oh, he's out. But the protocols have changed. He has a chance to play. Pretty much everyone has a chance to play right now. So it makes waivers a little tricky, obviously, but it also means we're going to hope, hopefully, hopefully get more guys back this week than we have in previous weeks. That's the long and the short of it. And so we just have to wait and see who will be available by the time we get around to Sunday. We should have a better idea on everybody that has been on the list uh, by then. And the one thing I will mention, and this is for the players that haven't been put on the COVID list yet, that will get put on the COVID list Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If they get put on at that point, if they're unvaccinated, they're definitely out. I think they might still be out even if they are vaccinated. Not clear entirely on exactly how many days you have to sit out if you're vaccinated. I think it's still five. And if that's the case, then players who are late week COVID at list guys, they're going to be the ones that can't be a part of your fantasy team. You need depth for the fantasy championships. So make sure you've got one backup player per position. It doesn't have to necessarily be on your bench. You can identify two or three quarterbacks or two or three tight ends on the waiver wire that you could say, okay, if I, if my starting tight end or my starting quarterback, they catch COVID, I'm going to the waiver wire and I'm going to pick up one of these guys. If you can do that, then you don't need to carry quarterbacks or tight ends or even receivers if it's that position on your bench going into the championship game. But it does make the the wide receiver waiver wire so tricky now because Beasley and Davis have a better chance to come back. Mike Williams has a better chance to come back. That would hurt Josh Palmer, obviously. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has a better chance to come back. So I don't really know what advice to give. <laughs> uh, just, you know, don't drop anyone that's too good. Uh, maybe K.J. Osborne is the best one to get because he's not... He's not dealing with a COVID absence in front of him. He's dealing with an injury to Adam Thielen. It makes sense. But I, I think by that same regard, if players have a good chance of coming back, then Marquez Valdez-Scantling would be somebody that I would prioritize off the waiver wire. I know right now he's on the COVID list. He might be back and practicing for the Packers by Thursday, and he'll be good to go in what should be a fairly high-scoring game against the Vikings. Okay, let's talk about some tough calls for Week 17. How about Russell Gage? After a disappointing game last week, he will face the Bills this week. How do you feel about Russell Gage? I don't like him. This is a Bills defense that's allowed five touchdowns to wide receivers all year long, and only four receivers have had 15-plus PPR points. The nice thing about Gage is that he's had six straight games where his target share has been north of 20%. But the Falcons are one of these teams that just doesn't possess the football for that long. And Buffalo is one of those teams that does. So I think we're going to see the Bills kind of just put up points and do what they usually do. The Falcons will have to play from behind, but they won't have a ton of time to do it with. He could very well end up with a stat line similar to what he had in Week 16. I, You know what? We'll play. I'll play devil's advocate on the full-length show on Wednesday. But Gage, you know, one of the things that made me a little worried last week was I thought they were just going to win and they weren't going to have to throw that much. But the last two times they've lost, uh, he actually had big games against Tampa Bay. I'm trying to pull up the game log now. So mm-hmm. maybe that does get, and San Francisco, maybe that does get them to uh, throw the ball a little bit more. But I will, we'll debate it tomorrow or Wednesday on the full-length show. I'll tell you, I don't think they can run. They really haven't been a good running team all year, but I really think that's especially the case now. Cordero Patterson doesn't look good. Saquon Barkley, he, you know, he's not Mm. really a tough call for me, Dave. He's just 
pretty much a sit. Number two running back in full PPR. That's as far as I'm willing to go with Barkley. What about you? I've got him as a low-end number two running back in PPR as well, but I can't call him a sit. I can call him a bust candidate, and that's really what he's been the last couple of weeks. But he's not an out-and-out sit. Not against this Bears defense. They've allowed a touchdown to a running back in 10 of their last 13 games. They've allowed 80 total yards to a running back in 8 of their last 10 games. Akeem Hicks, no Akeem Hicks. I think at this point it doesn't really matter. And the nice thing about Saquon is even though he's not playing 80% of the snaps, they're still giving him 15 carries per game. He's not very efficient with them, but he's at least getting that kind of work. I think he can catch more passes than he did in week 16. That was only one catch. He had three catches or more in his prior five games. I would expect Saquon Barkley to have a chance to be decent in fantasy this week. Okay, well, we've got a lot more to debate on the full-length episode, so please check it out. Thanks so much for listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5. For Dave, I'm Adam. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.